Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sounds of the week right there, brought to you by our friends at Zero Res. A clean home is a healthy home, and right now Zero Res is cleaning carpets for $33 per room, plus schedule three rooms, and they'll clean a fourth one for free. Call Zero Res today to schedule your cleaning. Live from Robin Sports right here in Bountiful, come see us, 110 West Center Street. Uh, we're going to talk to Howard Beck coming up here momentarily for your NBA Daily Assist. And uh, Howard has done some reporting, Gordon, uh, about uh, player concerns, uh, about the safety concerns, about the operation down there in Florida. So be, uh, I'm eager to get his opinion on uh, what's going on there. Yes, uh, I've been reading uh, Howard's tweets and some of the reports that are coming out, and there is real concern among some of the players who feel as though their their feelings, their opinions, have not necessarily been reflected in uh, in the plan to return. So we'll get the latest from Howard on that. Uh, 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 supposedly there's a, going to be a conference call sometime today or tonight amongst uh, what uh, I think it was Howard or maybe it was one of his colleagues, uh, Taylor Rooks, who said there could be... Uh, uh, 250 to 200 players involved in that uh, conversation. Boy, that'd be interesting to listen to, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. And, you know, I feel like with our daily assist guests, but uh, but uh, particularly Howard, we've asked about the, the relationship with the Players Association and the NBA and, uh, you know, followed how smoothly everything was going and, and asking is there, you know, maybe some – bumpy road on the horizon and up until this point it's kind of been so far so good it'll be interesting how they handle it now that we're we're hearing a little bit of uh, of resistance at least uh, to the plan at hand well howard tweeted out he said there there's growing concern regarding the nba's bubble plan players want more freedom of movement while in orlando one agent estimates that two-thirds of the top 40 would refuse to play under the proposed restrictions, which is interesting because if you're worried about the restrictions, then you're not as much worried about health concerns, right? It's kind of the opposite of what yeah. you would assume. Yeah, so it's – and then later he said, adding to Taylor's report, Taylor Rooks, uh, I'm told uh, today's conference call could involve up to 200 players. Kyrie Irving apparently has been uh, driving the bus on this. Well, the, we've talked about it a lot. I mean, this is what the process is there for, so that they can voice their opinion and see if uh, their their concerns can be addressed. And let's let's hope they can to the point where uh, we can proceed and get the NBA back. That's Boy, it's interesting. That... Their objections are about uh, mobility. Wouldn't that be? Uh, well, I think it, it varies from player to player. Right, right. And wouldn't that be uh, interesting if uh, if this proposed plan moves forward and then you have enough players who say, we don't feel comfortable, whether it is health concerns or whether it's restriction concerns, where the thing is undoable? Hmm. Well, we'll talk to, uh, like we said, we'll talk, we'll talk to Howard Beck about that uh, coming up here. 
momentarily, but um, you know, I just hope I, I hope through for all sports that they can find a way to come on the same page because I do think this is a conversation we've had a bunch. I do think sports can can play a role in the morale of this country. And uh, if they can find a way to, to figure it out, I think they could uh, help a lot of folks in, in a time where, you know, some of us need a bit of a distraction or need something like our sports teams back in action to help us to help us cope. I, I do think there's usefulness in that. So that's that's what I'm hoping for, Gordon, is that, uh, you know, people are heard and concerns are addressed and we can proceed. Someone else had uh, voiced uh, an opinion uh, saying that in the face of uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, there's a quote here from this story. Uh, apparently, this is from a, a black player who told this to Yahoo Sports, quote, what message are we sending by agreeing to this during this time? We're out here marching and protesting, and yet we all leave our families in these scary times and gather to perform at a place where the owners won't be. What type of sense does that make? We'll be going backward. That place isn't that magical. Hmm. So that's a whole different thing. That is a that is a whole different topic. Um, I can understand somebody feeling uh, feeling that way, I suppose, and they should be able to uh, to express that opinion. Um, yeah, I don't I don't want to tell anybody who has that opinion that they're wrong necessarily, but but you could also make it helpful to the movement, right? And that brings us back to the conversation about kneeling. I mean, do, does it have to be one or the other? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I don't know. I, I certainly yeah. can't blame anybody for, for having their opinion in, in such days, right? Crazy times in a lot of different ways. And uh, here the NBA is. And I thought the NBA has been very careful with this whole process. We've talked about the testing We've talked about trying to keep uh, folks safe and uh, socially distanced teams uh, in a safe environment. And uh, and now some folks uh, think that uh, that's too restrictive. Uh, and according to a report by Yahoo Sports, they're saying essentially that there is a growing, growing number of NBA players who don't want to do it. So, wow. All right. Well, we'll see how this goes. I, I, for the first time since we heard about this, I'm really starting to wonder whether this is how it's going to turn out. Otherwise, um, I thought I thought it was going to happen. Uh, I was pretty sure of that. And now, and maybe these things, maybe these concerns can be resolved. But they definitely exist, at least among some. Uh, they do, and I, I still think. I still think it will get resolved in in some way, shape, or form because it it really is. It, it's better for basketball. It's better for the league if something happens. You know, we we talked about how uh, you know it could be catastrophic if baseball can't come to some conclusion, and then all of a sudden we're missing baseball for the next two years. You know, that's it's it's better for the sport if there's some sort of conclusion to this season it's better for the union it's better for the owners it's better if if that happens now uh, you know then comes into play how do you assess risk and how do you mitigate risk and all those things are really delicate cuz different people have different opinions and we we talked about this a lot too gordon is that nobody is going you, you're not going to you're not going to please 100% of the people it's just not possible and so well, you I'm, just you you yeah. come to the best consensus that you possibly can. 
based on reports we've read about baseball and what is usually the case is these kinds of troubles uh, store out of money issues, that doesn't sound like that's what this is, which makes it truly peculiar. Right. Well, it might make it easier to address, though, right? Or, or at least try to make more people happy because money is such a, you know, a to-the-point issue. Well, it might make you know, it more I, complicated. If you have a, a... <laughs> How so? Just because the variance of these other issues at hand right now and how complicated they are. I mean, at what level do you have to bring the health situation under control before you know the lion's share of the players feel comfortable and then if there are other players who have a problem with the restrictive nature of the bubble then (laughs) that becomes problematic and these are two opposite things coming from other each end of the spectrum uh, without even bringing up uh, any discussion of money All right, Howard is ready to roll. Let's get to it. Austin, hit it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist, featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show, senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by our friends at Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now from the Bleacher Report is our good friend Howard Beck. Howard, happy Friday. How are you? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Howard, Gordon and I were just talking about kind of the latest, and you've been tweeting about this, the, the latest maybe, I guess, bump or issues with the players and owners. Uh, lay that out for us. Well, yeah, there's a, um, a call going on tonight between anywhere between 100 to 200 players, you know, depending on uh, how many they, they rally or how many are interested. And um, it's, uh, you know, various concerns depending on which segment of the players you're, you're talking about. And so, some players are concerned about the, the just the structure of the bubble concept, about the restrictions that players will be under for anywhere from you know seven to seventeen weeks, uh, depending on how long your team makes it. And uh, so, some people have concerns. Some players have concerns just about the restrictions and what life will be like for that period of time. Some have concerns over the optics of playing right now during a time of, of obviously social unrest and some broader concerns throughout society. Um, and especially, you know, a league of, of 75, 80% black players, they are uh, obviously um, very sensitive to, you know, not wanting to put basketball in a position where, or put themselves in a position where it looks like they're prioritizing basketball over bigger concerns um, in the community or, or in this country. And then um, there's there's so there's there's various degrees of concern depending on you know the, the player you're talking about. Everybody's got their own kind of sense of this. And, and the the real thing that's going on here is that you know the the, 
the league and the union agreed on the framework for going to Orlando, resuming the season, but a lot of players, and this happens sometimes, and I've seen this happen during labor talks during the lockout back in 2011, not everybody in the rank and file, all 450 players, are plugged in to this decision-making process. You, you do it through subcommittees or through your player reps. And so as it's gotten toward finalization, um, you've got a lot of players who are just now kind of tuning in and going, well, wait a minute, we're, we're agreeing to what exactly? Why are we doing this? Um, is this worth the trade-off? Um, is this the best way to do it? And so, you know, it, it's kind of an, an 11th hour kind of reckoning as, as this thing is getting closer to, to final approval. And, you know, the union as a whole already had kind of signed off, um, but they were still going over the nuts and bolts of the health protocols, which we thought would be done by now and, and, and are, are held up, I think, in part by all this. So we'll see what happens from here. I'll tell you, Howard, I like the way you said that, and I like the way you've been reporting this thing, because, well, as you just said, these if you have problems of the restrictiveness on the one hand, then you have problems about health concerns on the other, and then you have a collision in the middle. These are coming from polar opposite areas, at least the way I interpret it, and then you bring in the social unrest, uh, then you have a third thing coming in here. How complicated is this going to be? Do you think this is a temporary uh sort of bump in the road, or do you think this this could uh, put the kibosh on the whole thing? I don't think it's going to get derailed. Everybody I talk to seems to believe strongly this will still happen. The league will still resume, and probably under the you know basic structure that we've been talking about. Um, there's so much money at stake, and and you know to an extent the stability of the league. I mean, they're already losing potentially hundreds of millions just by having suspended the season. And by the fact that they won't, you know, even even this plan to finish the season isn't really finishing the season because there were, you know, 15 to 19 games left per team. You're not finishing that. You know, you have 22 teams, not 30, and they're playing eight games each before the playoffs. That's not enough to recoup the losses. Now, if you start changing that from there, you know, if you start playing with, well, we, we may want to reduce this further because players – are now having second thoughts and maybe you should go straight to playoffs. Like everything that you eliminate, um, eliminates some revenue too. And if you called it off entirely, if you scuttled this whole thing based on any combination of concerns, now you're, you're talking serious, serious hit to the league. And of course, profits in the NBA are generally split or basketball revenue is generally split 50, 50 between the owners and the players. So the players are taking a hit too. So, um, there's too much at stake for it not to happen. I think it probably will happen. But listen, as we have discussed on your show before, one, a lot can happen between now and when they're scheduled to, to restart. And two, among the things that's, that's happening right now is COVID cases are, you know, increasing pretty you know, steadily, even dramatically in Orange County, Florida, where Orlando is located. So um, that has to be a concern for the league as well. Howard Beck is with us uh, on the uh, from the Bleacher Report on uh, your daily assist ninety seven five and uh, and twelve eighty the zone. Uh, what are the what are are there any looming deadlines out there, Howard? That all this stuff has to be figured out by. I mean, obviously the deadlines they've set for reporting and those sorts of things. But is there a hard deadline where they have to say we have this figured out and we're a go? 
It's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I don't. I don't think that there's anything in particular. I mean, the, you know, the wheels are in motion. You know, the league and Disney obviously have an agreement in place to to do this. So preparations are being made now. If they if this did get derailed at some point, then you know I'm sure there's a price to be paid literally there too. But I don't think there's a deadline to get this stuff resolved. You've still got a couple of weeks before teams were supposed to start reporting, you know, at least I think three, four weeks before teams are supposed to start reporting to, to the bubble. Um, so, I, 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 you know, somewhere in there I'm sure there's probably a deadline, but I don't think we're, we're in any sort of danger of, of that coming into play right now. So speaking of that schedule, the way I understand it, Howard, that players are supposed to report, are supposed to be at the facilities on June 22nd, that the NBA will start testing for coronavirus uh, the following day, and then on July 1st, all the players will be evaluated and start working closely, individual workouts and what. And then uh, sometime between July 7th and July 9th, the teams uh, arrive for their camps in Orlando. This seems like it's spread out in a responsible way. I don't know about the unforeseen or unknown health concerns, but as far as preparing these guys, it seems like it's fairly conscientious. Yeah, look, I mean, that's and that's why it's taking this long between the time that they kind of set out a plan to the time that they will actually start playing because you need time for players to re- report back to their teams um, because not everybody was in their home markets. Not even everybody was even in the country because some players of course are from abroad and had gone to gone home back to, to, uh, to, 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 you know, various places around the world. So first you got to get everybody back, got to get everybody, you know, checked in with their teams doing the individual workouts. Um, and then you got to get them to Orlando. You got to get them through a quarantine. You got to get teams practicing together. You've got to get, uh, you know, training programs ramped back up, you know, guys are going to come back in in all various forms of, of condition. So um, it, it takes a while. And, and of the many risks that are associated with this whole restart is just simple injury. You know, the, the virus is one thing, but whether guys are prepared to play and to, to, to take on the kind of load and the intensity of play that it requires, especially when you're going to be in playoff games within a very short time, um, you know, the injury concern is, is significant. I have a request that might be difficult and it actually might be illegal, but will you please tap into that conference call? I'd like to know what uh, is being said amongst all these players. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to my hacker friends and uh, <laughs> see if they can patch me in. But you think they're going to work it out. I mean, you think they're going to talk it through and be all right. I listen. If I had to guess, um, it'll ha- the, the, the league will resume with the, the outline that we've all been educated on, right? Twenty-two teams, the eight-game you know ramp-up period, which will help them settle the seedings and all that stuff. Maybe a play-in game, all that stuff, and then we'll have playoffs. Like I think all that will happen. Will all of the players that we are normally used to seeing on those rosters be there? That's a that's an open question. I mean, Carmelo Anthony was on with Ernie Johnson the other night and said straight out, "I'm I'm not sure yet if I have enough information to decide to go do this." Carmelo Anthony, whose career was you know you know on the brink, it seemed like, and then caught on with the Blazers and had a decent season, um, is saying, "I'm not sure if I'm going to go." Essentially, um, yeah. So, you know, I, I think there's a possibility that this all does happen. 
and some players just decide it's not worth the risks or the trade-offs or the sacrifice of, of you know time away from family, whatever it may be. I think there will be some who decide to forego this whole operation, and you know they they'll they'll forego their paycheck for that time too. But that's a trade-off that some of them may be willing to make. Howard, thank you very much, as always. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. That's Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report, uh, your daily assist right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I am live from Robin Sports, 110 West Center Street, right here in Bountiful. And our friend Jason uh, joins us once again. And, of course, Coach Alemateo from uh, the All-Poly Camps and uh, Alta High School as well. And it's fun to talk about this partnership, Jason. Yeah, no, this is great. Last segment we were able to introduce Alema, and I'm grateful that he's out here. Um, One thing that Robin Sports does, we love to partner with groups, associations, clubs, uh, anything that we can do to assist them in success. And one thing that we have done with All Poly Sports is uh, help with sponsorship opportunities. And so Robin Sports has gone out. Uh, We have pounded the pavement a little bit, and we've been able to uh, talk to local sponsors that want to give back to a program like this and want to help out some of these student athletes and uh, and help out the program as it continues to grow. So we're grateful for you know several local sponsors. We're car- currently looking for more uh, local sponsors to help us out with this camp to help Alema in his mission. And so if anybody is out there listening uh, that runs a business or maybe has a little bit of leeway or pull in being able to sponsor local, um, you know, very well-run and respected events, we want to, to hear from you. Please give us a call. You can call me directly, uh, Jason. It's 801-224-4418, or get in touch with us here at Robbins Sports. Um, but, yeah, I want uh, to, to shut up and let my, my good friend Alema here talk about uh, the camp. So go ahead. Well, hey, uh, July 1st and 2nd are going to be, uh, be able to come on down and see some uh, great football going on in uh, Lone Peak Park over there in Sandy, Utah. So uh, July 1st will be our underclassmen camp, uh, and we've got a great lineup of coaches that will be coming in to coach that camp, BYU, Utah State, Weber State, Idaho State right now, and uh, uh, Dixie State and Southern Utah as well. So we've... We've got a good lineup of coaches for that camp, and if you're a if you're a prospect at that age, at the junior high age, if you think your son has a shot to to get out and get a good look early, this is the best camp for you for the opportunity to get exposure. You know, in our varsity camp, we'll have a, a Division two, II, Division three uh, junior college coaches there. We're also, which is a little bit new for us this year, we're bringing in uh, former alumni guys that are currently playing at the. Division one level guys will be at, from Utah State, uh, Weber State, Southern Utah, US, uh, USC, uh, Stanford, Oregon State. So uh, there'll be a mixture. Actually, Washington State as well. So we got a few Pac-12 guys represented that'll come on down and be a part of the camp. And so, uh, if you're kind of a guy that's under the radar and and you haven't had much uh, movement in your in your recruiting. Uh, this will be a great opportunity. We provide a a performance rating. Uh, you know, it, it rates up. The, uh, it's a 20-point rating that we offer. We send that out to all of our college coaches. We're going to take the best players 
at the camp and give them a rating that's being recognized by a lot of the college coaches in our network. And from there, uh, you know, we'll be able to tag the, the top guys and send it out and hopefully improve their recruiting options as they get going. All right, allpolysports.com is the website, allpolysports.com, and space is limited, so would encourage you to jump on allpolysports.com. Coach, thanks for dropping by. It's great to see you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, guys. All right, more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time to showcase those that are helping all of us through these difficult times. This is a partner profile on the Zone Sports Network. It's time for another partner profile. It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and uh, 1280 The Zone. Let's uh, go ahead and get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now, the president of Megaplex Theaters, Blake Anderson, with us here on the Big Show. Blake, first and foremost, how are you and yours? Everybody doing all right? Doing great. Thank you for asking. Well, thank you for coming on the show because we've got big news today. Share with our listeners. Things are coming back. Pretty exciting news. Yeah, it's been a big day at Megaplex Theaters and for all of us at the Larry H. Miller Group. But we are opening opening the Megaplex Theaters back up for business starting next Thursday. So, Blake, some people might have concerns about uh, how, the health and safety of it all. How, how, how does it work so that it is a safe uh, experience for for uh, customers? That's a great question, and I appreciate you bringing that up because even though we're opening, it is going to be different for everyone. Uh, we, uh, we have put in a, a number of uh, precautions to make sure that people who come to the Megaplex theaters are going to be in the safest environment that they can be in. All of our team members will be gloved and masked. There will be sanitization stations throughout the theaters, including inside the theaters. All of the seats, the armrests, the touch points, the restrooms, anywhere there is guest contact will be sanitized after each use. Uh, The theater is uh, designed so that uh, when our guests purchase tickets online, uh, say that you you purchase a ticket by yourself or with your family that wants to sit together, the computer program will block out a six-foot radius around you so that inside the auditorium you can uh, social distance and, and be safe there. So, you know, a lot the same, a lot different, but we really feel this is a, a very safe environment for those who are not uh, predispositioned to, to get sick. You know, we realize there's some people who, who cannot take any risk at best time, and we appreciate that. But for most of our guests, this will be a fun uh, way for them to come out, forget about the world problems and issues, and sit and enjoy a movie with your loved ones and, 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 and escape for two hours. So, Blake, I, I want to ask you what uh, what movies you're going to be showing, but I'm actually really cons- or really curious to hear the answer because much like everything else, Hollywood, I'm sure, put the brakes on everything. So uh, what, what movies are you going to be showing, and how has this affected, uh, you know, movie production, I guess? Yeah, I mean, just like all of, all of us and all other businesses, Hollywood you know, also had to shut down uh, during this time, and they're just now beginning – in some instances, to fire back up. So we've been working close with our studio partners. They promised us that in July 
there's a number of new releases that we'll we'll be uh, getting. Uh, it will start with uh, Unhinged, that's Russell Crowe's new movie, the first week of July. Then roll out with uh, uh, Selena Gomez's new uh, new movie on the tenth. And then we have Mulan and uh, Tenant. I believe now it's the 31st. So uh, there's, you know, there's constant movement, constant shifting. But July will be when we'll be getting uh, some new product out. And we decided to have a little soft opening here for a couple weeks prior to that, where we will show some of the best classics and allow our guests to come out and see uh, again one of their favorite movies, whether that be in the Indiana Jones series, the Jurassic Park series, some real classics like uh, Singing in the Rain. Uh, we have some really great product. The Lord of the Rings series uh, is out. So we're going to show some of these classics here for the first couple of weeks to let people just come out and go down memory lane and uh, relive those good times in a large uh, theater with a large screen and an incredible sound and, and enjoy it. We've got Blake Anderson with us, uh, president of Miller Megaplex Theaters on 97.5 and, and 1280 The Zone. And, and Blake, I certainly would never, uh, you know, tell you what to do with your shop. But may, may I advise that whoever came up with the idea to sell popcorn through all of this at the theaters, give that person a raise. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. Isn't that a lot of fun, the curbside pickup? It was great. Kind of keep us with our fix of, of Megaplex supplies. I appreciate that. No, that was that was great, and just kind of a little touch of normalcy uh, that uh, that we took advantage of in our family. That's for sure. But uh, congratulations, Blake, on on the announcement today. So happy that the theaters are coming back, and again, as we kind of get used to this new normal, glad you guys have, have found a way to uh, to get folks out to the movies. Well, thank you for having me. It is a new normal for sure. Tickets are on sale online now. We're going cashless, so all transactions, concession, and uh, box office will be online. So you can you can do that now. Thank you very much, Blake. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll have to uh, catch up with you again on the show as kind of we we proceed. Thanks again, guys. Have a great night. You too. That's Blake Anderson, president of Miller Megaplex Theaters, as uh, they made the announcement today. They're coming back. They're taking, you know, Gordon, I've got the, the release in front of me, and they are taking uh, a lot of precautions. Uh, they're going to uh, great lengths to make people feel comfortable and, and do this as safely as, as uh, possible. You heard uh, Blake mention some of those, but they're they're going to great, great lengths, and that's I think that's a good thing. And you know, movies are, are a part of our society, Gordon, and it will be nice to to get back out and see a show. You know it, man. I, I love movies. Uh, that's that's a great way to keep yourself entertained. Uh, you heard Blake mention Unhinged, the new Russell Crowe movie. Wasn't that also the, the name of your autobiography, Gordon? <laughs> nice. Nice. Thank you. I've been I'll tell you, about whatever, that joke ever since he said that. <laughs> Whatever movie you're going to watch, man, make sure you get that big bucket of popcorn you were talking about, man. That makes it complete. And it was super cool that the Megaplex kept doing that drive-through popcorn. It, I don't know. I, I thought that was I thought that was a neat touch on their part. You know, they can't be open, uh, you know, because of of health reasons, and everybody certainly understood. I thought it was pretty cool that they they kept doing the popcorn. Yeah, I mean, man, movie theater popcorn sounds good right it now. It sure does. Now, I do, are you a, a big bu- tub now? Are you a butter guy or not? Oh yeah, just soak it, just <laughs> just soak it on through. Okay. And you know what? The good news is, is my my wife feels the same way. In fact, even more so than me. And she will monitor 
the amount of butter that uh, that they they put on top of popcorn. I mean, she'll she'll stay on top of it. See, so, you Extra know, keep butter, going, huh? keep going. Oh mm. yeah, man, <laughs> popcorn butter is so good. Oh, now I'm just hungry. It's been a while since I've had some of that uh, some of that butter. Usually, my wife just goes for the salt. Well, Gordon, it, it's time you took a stance. I mean, that's as good a line in the sand as any, right? I mean, buttered popcorn. This is this is uh, this is important. Yeah, yeah. I, sounds good right about now. I'll tell you. See, I want I want my hands to be just a, a complete greasy mess by the end of that popcorn, and I I want you to be able to see through the bottom of the tub. <laughs> Man, you're overcooking it, my friend. I hope you get extra napkins so you can you know keep yourself from uh, sliding away. All right, Thurl Big T Bailey joins the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Not Sports Report coming up next. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone live today from robin sports right here in bountiful 110 west center street in bountiful it is time we do it every day at this time for the not sports report brought to you by the lhm used car supermarket over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory shop online lhmusedcars.com gordon where are we going today we're going to the upper east side of new york city okay there is a hair salon there that is in the uh, Lowe's Regency Hotel that uh, the, the salon is very upscale, Jake. Okay. Yeah, but they've been, they've been closed during the pandemic. But now they are planning on reopening. The date has not been set. But the owner of this ritzy hair salon claims that there are over 1,000 customers on a waiting list for a hair appointment. And how much does he charge for his styles and his cuts? How much? $1,000. And there are 1,000 customers on a waiting list to pay that money for a haircut or whatever they do. You mentioned uh, yesterday you got your ears lowered. What'd that run you about fifteen hundo? A thousand dollars for a haircut? I mean, what is the guy doing? What? What? What would make it a th- worth a thousand dollars? Um, the fact that it's uh, that stylist doing it, Gordon. I, yeah, I know but, you are but, not. I know you're not a vain person, but uh, there are plenty of them out there it's a, it's like a status symbol it's like the the type of car you drive well this guy this guy i assume it's a guy julian farrell is his name and he charges a thousand dollars now he has a few other stylists that will give you a haircut or style whatever for 400 but for him a thousand and there are a thousand people who are waiting in line to get that pay that amount of money Man, that tells me either you have too much money or, or I mean, what? I guess I'm not exactly sure what that 
does this guy have magical hands or something that will turn your I mean what? I don't get no, it. No, it's it's status and of course you get it. I, I mean, don't it's get like it. those uh, it's like those Michael Jordan shoes you uh, you love so much. What are those what do what do Michael Jordan's Air Jordans or whatever? What do they retail these days? A couple hundred bucks, right? I don't there's, know. There's, there's probably that's like a $4 shoe. <laughs> But well, they, slap a, a, they slap an Air Jordan on there, and all of a sudden they can charge 200 bucks. No, it's, it's, a, qu- it's a status thing. Those are quality shoes. Come on. Let's say it the way it is. I'm not saying they're not a quality shoe. I'm just saying there's probably four bucks of material in there. Markup's markup. No, you've got you to put it together, and, you know, I think it would be more than $4 worth of material. You have to put it together. I don't know. I'll tell you what. There's certainly not $200 worth of material in that shoe. Well, I guess they, different they, people. They just say you, you, it's, it's so people can walk around and go, hey, have you seen my Jordans? Uh, man, you are such a freaking judgmental person. So uh, a quick internet search <laughs> says the average Nike or Jordan shoe costs $28.50 to make. There you go. But the problem is you can't make it yourself. Well, you could. No, you can't. I made some moccasins at camp when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see you make a quality basketball shoe. You making it just out of going and buying the materials and and building a quality shoe. That that I I would like to see. I am not judgmental. I'm just you are judgmental, man. Anybody that has anybody that has anything nice, you say they're just trying to impress uh, other people. You don't take into account the comfort factor, the way it makes someone feel themselves, aside from anybody else that might be saying, oh, man, nice jays. Oh, see what you don't You don't say someone else's shoes are a lesser shoe compared to yours? Yeah, some shoes are lesser. They're less comfortable. They're less quality. Like a lesser car? You don't understand, Gordon. It's fashion is about the statement that you make. I mean, that's that's <laughs> what what's born into it. That's the point. You wear something. You're telling other people. You're sending them a message. All right. So rather than you condemning all our listeners who like nice things, let me twist this toward you guys and ask you this: What is the most extravagant purchase you've ever made that could be construed to be unnecessary? Oh, let's see, uh, Austin. I don't know about you, but I uh, I I went out on a leap and got the 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 lean ground beef at the grocery store ah, last week. Yeah, the seventy five percent. And I, I no no brace yourself. I went up to ninety. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. Imagine my my shame at the checkout stand when uh, I was being judged by the gal. You know, <laughs> checking me out. She was like, "Boy, the ninety percent lean." Hmm. Somebody must have gotten a bonus at work. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got the shaving cream with aloe in it this month. <laughs> really, Austin? That's as extravagant as you've ever gotten? Ever? With mm-hmm. aloe in it. <laughs> <laughs> How much is it without the aloe? <laughs> well, th- this one was 98 cents, so. <laughs> mm, that's, living, that's living high on the hog, man. Does Porsche make a shaving cream or? Porsche? Yeah. Yeah, they probably have it dispensing in one of their cars if you pay enough. <laughs> By the way, I got a I got a uh, a, uh, t- a tweet yesterday. Someone who's I uh, can't remember who it was, but they said that um, 
they were requesting if they could borrow my Porsche because their Bugatti was in the in the shop. <laughs> it's pronounced Porsche. It's Porsche. We <laughs> asked the freaking Porsche dealer, and he said, Porsche, why are you so stubborn? Well, I respectfully disagree. You can't with disagree. Mr. Strong. Wait a minute. Well, <laughs> well, that's like me saying, hey, okay, Jake Scoot. And you say, no, no, it's pronounced Scott. And I say, no, you're wrong. It's Scoot. All right. We'll talk to Thurl Bailey coming up at the top Jeez. of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned for that. I bet you, hey, Austin, I bet you Jake has bought one of those cashmere cardigans he likes to wear as he's sitting by the fireplace with a pipe in his mouth reading a a good book. What I brought a cashmere, uh, cashmere cardigan. You better believe I and would. And a pipe? I don't oh, know yeah, about that's a pipe. Jake. Are, are you a longshoreman home for a weekend leave? <laughs> but no, if I ever get a cashmere cardigan, I, I'm never taking that thing off. That's it. That's my oh. wardrobe for life. Those driving uh, hats you wear, I bet they're a pretty penny. <laughs> no, I actually Yeah, they're three, four a penny. I inherited this one, so it didn't cost me a thing. Uh, all right, we're here at Robin Sports. We're in Bountiful, 110 West Center Street in Bountiful. Easy, easy to get to. Uh, and our friend Jason and Coach Alemateo join, uh, join us once again. And uh, we're talking about uh, the all-poly camp as well as Robin Sports. And let me, let me start with you on this one, Coach. Talk about your, your experience with uh, the good folks here at, uh, at Robin Sports. You know, uh, because I've known Jason for so long, you know, since he was a young man, a high school player himself, you know, and watching him develop and grow and, you know, when he put this business together, you know, the first thing I I, I understood right off the bat is, you know, he's a guy that I could trust. And uh, since we've uh, started this uh, venture together, you know, he's always been Johnny on the spot. You know, orders have always been on time. Uh, The quality service has been spot on. And, uh, you know, that to me is uh, more important than – than a discount and so for me you know being able to have stuff available and ready to go as a coach uh it's very valuable so how uh, how was jason on the field in his jason day? was a stud the guy was a heck of a lineman he, he he keep, play? keep talking yes. coach just just keep talking <laughs> absolutely uh, you know he brought the hat so you all know, right back in those days it was helmet through the chest and so he was uh, very good at that that's uh, Jason. That's gonna make you feel pretty good. Uh, what coach was saying, uh, of course, about your playing days, but but about yeah. his experience and uh, uh, with Robin Sports. Yeah, I I really appreciate it. I look up to to this man so much. Um, you know, he played a big part in in my life growing up and and in sports. Him and and his really good friend and my very good friend um, that uh, that helped teach me and coach me along the way. And, uh, and I love um, working with him. I love working with all poly sports. I think that I know, you know, I knew going into this, like this is a group that I want to be a part of, that I want my company to be associated with because of what he stands for and what his programs do and, and help with other, you know, with, with kids really like I was in high school, just trying to figure it out and trying to get to that next level, be better at, at football, be better men. Um, you don't know this, and, and it's not that um, it's not that th- he hasn't thrown it out there. But Alema goes to Hawaii and does camps on Maui for you know kids that just will never get a chance unless somebody goes out there. And he's taken that chance and taken people out there. He's done it in other markets as well. So it's not just this. And, and, and his vision and his passion for prep athletes and getting them to 
um, either be looked at or to be better men, better, you know, future fathers, husbands, whatever it is. That's what LM is all about. So with Robin Sports, we obviously, we see that we have the same morals and values and we wanted to partner with him in that. We're able to, to provide him his apparel and his gear and some of the equipment that he needs on the field, um, apparel for the coaches. And it's been really fun and a really good partnership. And I'm, I'm happy to have it. And, uh, and I, hopefully we can continue this for, for years to come. And, and that's, uh, that's the goal, right? Exactly. We're excited to see uh, the apparel that you guys are putting together. And I know we got the uh, some great-looking jerseys and uh, compression shirts that are coming for the kids, Sweet. and so uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a nice deal for the for the for the guys that can get in. All right, the uh, if you want to fa- find out about the camp, go to allpolysports.com. And coach, throw out those details again. Or early July, right? Absolutely. So July first will be our underclassmen or rising star camps for uh, junior high age kids, uh, and we will have. Uh, Division one coaches there. A lot of the local coaches will be there, plus some junior college and Division two level coaches. And then uh, our July second will be our uh, college prospect camp for high school, where kids who can come in will be able to get a chance to uh, showcase their skills uh, and get a performance rating, which will be transferred into the our system and passed on to coaches in our network. So the Polynesian Coaches Network is uh, nationwide, and so. Uh, they know that if you come out of our camp uh, with a high rating, that trust me, they, they know that you're going to be able to play some ball. Raise my brows. Awesome. All right. Allpolysports.com is the website, and again, space is limited. So jump on at allpolysports.com. Jason, coach, thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Throw a big T Bailey next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.